and welcome to Level Up and Friends, where those of us from the video game and comic book store, Level Up Entertainment, get together each week with some friends. Um, this week, we're going to be looking at the Jurassic Park franchise. Uh, I'm your host, Scott. Joining me this week, I've got Harry. Hey, guys. And then there's this very special guest. Uh, we teased this when she was on last year, that if we were doing a Jurassic Park episode, I was going to have to have her back. But I've got Kaylin Smith with us as well. Hello. Um now, Kaylin, you have a kind of a special reason to also want to be on a, a podcast. Uh, you just launched yet another Kickstarter. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what uh, what this one's about? Yeah, so it is for my series, For Goodness Sake, and it is the third and final volume of the series. So the whole story is wrapped. You get the whole series there. Um, I'm a week in, and uh, it's going very well. I can't complain. Hopefully, it keeps going well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now that you're going to be promoting on this podcast, this can only be better. Right, exactly. I mean, um, and obviously I'll put the link to that in the description here. Um, but, you know, you were on last year to promote, oh my God, last year, like last summer to promote the volume two. Um, so I'm like really excited to see how, how it wraps up. Uh, it's been quite a journey with these characters. And uh, I, like, like I was saying uh, off camera, um, you kind of only really get this with indie creators, but I like when stories kind of have like a beginning, middle and end, like something can wrap up and you're like, oh, it's satisfying, a conclusion. Unlike Spider-Man, who's just going to swing around for the next 500 years. Well, he'll never die. Yeah. Never die. Yeah. Until he dies, you know. But. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us uh, again. Again, I'll put the link in the description. We can, uh, we might touch back on that at the end of the, the episode here. But, you know, let's not keep the people waiting. They've already waited 65 million years. Um, so let's talk about Jurassic Park and some dinosaurs. Um, so this came, the first movie came out in 93. I didn't, I was seven. I didn't know about the book. Um, so my first experience for it was just the poster in the theater. And it's kind of like the Batman thing where it's just a logo on like a black poster. And like imagination goes crazy. I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know about you guys. I feel like we might have a similar experience because we're all of a certain age. But like, I feel like I was the perfect age to watch Jurassic Park, where I was old enough to understand how the movie was made, but young enough to still be like completely swept in and blown away. Um, I don't know what your guys' experience was with the, the first movie when it came out. Yeah, a thousand percent. I was, I was eight. Yes, math. Yeah. Um, I was going to be eight that December, so my years are always annoying. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. So I'd be seven, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't, couldn't remember the month. But yeah, it was uh, crazy. I mean, I, I, did, I took a deep dive. I mean, years later, I took a deep dive into the behind the scenes. And I think that's when I really started appreciating it as, as what it was. It's, yeah, fantastic movie. It stands up. It, it'll always stand up. It still, you know, it still looks good today. I mean, oh, you know, it's, it's yeah. hard to believe that it was early '90s. Um, and for me, I think I was a little—I'm a little younger than you guys, so I was probably a little too young to see it in theaters. But uh, I do remember sort of, you know, the the lull in between the first movie and the second movie, and and just like the dinosaur uh, mania that everybody was going through at the time. Um, it was, you know, it made dinosaurs cool again. You know, not that they ever weren't cool, but they became a big thing. Yeah, I mean, it was at the time it was the highest grossing movie of all time. I don't think it was overtaken until Avenger, one of the Avengers movies, wasn't it? Maybe it, Titanic. It, it, oh, you know, sorry, it was Titanic. 
I'm thinking Jurassic World overtook Avengers because I remember there was a picture of like a t the T-Rex and the Avengers characters that was tweeted out a couple years ago. But yes, Titanic did overtake it. I forgot. Well, you know, one disaster to another. <laughs> um, but yeah, like one of the things I really love about the first movie is it brought a lot of the modern paleontological science to the mainstream to people like where dinosaurs were fast you know moving warm-blooded like very, like their posture was much more bird-like you know much more horizontal rather than like being upright and dragging your tails um and i don't know i guess this might also just be the age but i was sort of re-watching parts of the movie today just watching uh like online discussions and stuff about it but like this is like the scariest movie i think i had ever seen i was on the edge of my seat the entire time Mm -hmm. like, just yeah. the opening scene where like with the raptor and, they're tr and you don't know what it is and like makes out one of those like horrible screams I'm like oh my god like it was so off-putting and then you don't see dinosaurs for like 20 more minutes mm -hmm. because that first scene is so intense it like carries you through yeah yeah just the soundtrack you know when you when the movie starts that that music like oh that I'll, I'll put music on when I'm working and it'll be soundtracks and Jurassic Park will pop in and it's just I love the music so much. It just brings me back. It's it's such a, a weird movie to be like nostalgic over, but yeah, dinosaurs, man. And you could see like the Steven Spielberg Jaws influence there too. Like like you were saying, Scott, where like don't show the monster until you know the second act, the third act. Um, you can you can see that here and and how effective that is. I'll be honest, but I think this might be the most Spielbergian movie, like his entire repertoire. There's so many like little shots and like Beck's and ideas. Like cause he has that like Spielberg whimsy. Like this movie's really kind of scary and intense, but like, you know, they slow things down, like, oh, we can pet the brachiosaurs. Oh, it sneezed on the girl. That's funny. But like there's so many like pushing shots, like low like I'm thinking of the low angle shot of Alan Grant after they're watching the like the Mr. DNA movie. Mm. Like he's just kind of sitting there and it kind of like there's the light behind like he's backlit. It kind of comes down from under him. There's so many little things like that. Where I'm like, that's like the most Spielberg looking thing I've ever seen. Um, I wonder if this because like, you know, comparing it to Jaws, a budget and then how much creator uh, influence, like control you have versus studio at that point. Cause you know, that's what like 77 to 93. No, Jaws is earliest, Jaws is 75. Mm. So, you know, almost 20 years, you know, um, and like, you know, obviously the studios aren't going to say no to what Steven Spielberg wants to do, especially right. after this movie. Right. Um, and it's funny to go back and watch the first one, what you were saying before about like the, that they were descended from birds. Like that was, that was sort of like a, a revolutionary idea at that time. And now it's sort of just accepted, you know, in the mainstream. Um, but you see that scene with a little kid where he's like, oh, it's just a big turkey, you know, and it, it's, it's just great to go back and be like, oh yeah, that wasn't, you know, just an accepted thing yeah even then but like to be fair like that was more for the general public because um i think in the 60s when they discovered um deinonychus is one like the it's called the dinosaur revolution or renaissance rather uh happened and like that's where a lot of this like fast-blooded like the bird con connections and stuff started coming to light mm -hmm. and a lot of like older material was starting to get re-examined but that's all in like dusty old like stuffy old like uh academic papers that no one was interested in at the time like as far as the general public's concerned um like i said it's cool for popularizing that and then i guess i have a bit of an that leads me into my biggest uh, uh 
probably controversial opinion about Jurassic Park. I kind of want a reboot, like remake that does the modern thing where like now the dromaeosaurs have feathers and things and they don't oh, have okay. wrists. <laughs> I was gonna, I was I thought you were gonna say the CG movement. I was gonna smack you through the screen. They, but yeah. 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 Like, no. that, that's something I would want. Like maybe not a movie. Like maybe because there's so much material from the book that's different. Like you can maybe do like an HBO like miniseries and like make it more of like a horror thing and you can kind of dig into it a little bit more. No pun no dinosaur pun intended with digging into it, but like yeah the raptors aren't they the size of uh compies like aren't yeah they're they're like little chicken sized things yeah so yeah they'd be changing a lot but that's one of the things they can play with in it because in the book they mentioned like the people that are making the dinosaurs like don't know anything about them which is one of the big problems they have one of the big reasons they have so many problems with them is they don't know how to care for them or what they're going to do but like the john woo character or the dr woo character is just like um and we don't really know what they are till they hatch and like there's like you know they have the raptors and like we think it's velociraptor mongoliensis but like it's really like more the size of like utah raptor something that's big mm-hmm. um or you really it should be small um so yeah that's i know that's one of the things in books and one of the things i like in the book is like grant kind of has to fit he figures out because of the gaps and stuff and the, the dna that they're replacing with like other animals um he figures out that the t-rex like can't see unless there's movement because he watches it, watches it like while during the attack, and like it's trying to scare them out of like their cars. Mm. Like one of the kids, I think, is like knocked unconscious, so it's not, and he knows that someone's there, but he can't find them. I like that more than just, oh, we just made up this thing about the T Rex, and he just knows it, even though it's very clearly got binocular vision with the two eyes in the front. I don't know. I just think there's different ways to uh, approach the material that I think I would appreciate seeing. I don't know about you guys. Like I said, that's a controversial opinion. Nobody likes remakes. (laughs) Well, it's, it's just funny to see using the book as the source, you know, what they did decide to pick from for this movie versus saving it for the sequel um, and things like that. It's, um, you know, entire characters have changed. The the fate of characters have changed. I mean, John Hammond in the book is not the oh, kindly old, you know, naive man that he seems to be. He's in the a straight film. up villain in the book. He's right, like a shyster. Right, Hux, like he's like a snake oil salesman. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you could really do a, a reboot if it's faithful to the book, and and even though it says Jurassic Park, it could be very different from the film. The one big complaint I have about the book is it's like Michael Crichton's like got like endless monologuing in it about like the hubris of science. I was gonna say there was a yeah. chunk of of the book that I was like, "Wow, okay, do we it's, need this?" <laughs> yeah, it, it's all Ian Malcolm. Like he feels like a self-insert character. Mm. All yeah. of his best parts are distilled and put into the movie, and like those parts are still really good. Like you know. They didn't stop to think if they, you know, just because they could, they didn't stop to think if they should, stuff like that. But like, he just goes on and on. And I'm like, I get it, man. I get it. You're smart. We get it. Yeah. yeah you did research. Yeah. It's almost like you're written by the guy that wrote the book and knows it's going to be go bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, like one of the things, well, you mentioned things they cut out. And I know you're a, a Universal Studios guy, Harry. Like mm-hmm. they cut out the river escape scene and they turned that into a, a theme park ride. Yeah, the concept art for the ride is in the movie when they're in the boardroom scene when they're talking about, you know, all oh, the we're going to make so much money off this place and they have like projector uh, images in the background. It's actually some of the concept art from the ride. 
oh, that's which is kind of cool. cool. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know some of that stuff in that scene, like they talk about like Jurassic Golf and stuff in Jurassic World. If you pay attention to like the other like attractions and stuff, I think they have it on the TV in the background and like the hotel room you can see like oh this is like some of that stuff's been realized now that the park's a real park mm-hmm. see that's some of my favorite parts i think it's being the theme park fan but like some of my favorite parts of jurassic park and to an extent jurassic world is seeing the park open and in action and and how it would have worked um i think that the, the that's just really cool to me that's the best part of jurassic world and like i remember even at the time watching i was like man and i wish that we got more of that than just oh now we got to chase dinosaurs in the woods again like it always is yeah um but yeah uh, yeah i would if i remember watching jurassic world and be like and when the kids hugging the baby brachiosaurus like i wish this place was real and i could go there so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I assume you know like most of you and probably most people we grew up being a huge dinosaur nerd as a kid um i never really outgrew it you know yeah it, that movie not only made me love dinosaurs, but also made me love special effects and mm-hmm. the creative ways that they did things. Like I remember seeing the behind the scenes uh, footage and, and photos of that guy wearing the big T-Rex uh, feet. Mm-hmm. And he's just a small man standing in these giant columns of you know lizard feet, essentially, a bird feet. And it's mm-hmm. just like, wow, it's just insane. It's insane. And the way that they had to stop the T-Rex for every like five minutes of filming or something like that, yeah, it, down dry because he was starting mm-hmm. to Yeah, it, 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 it was, he was getting too heavy because latex was absorbing the water and he would jitter, mm-hmm. yeah, which apparently was, like he was really scary to work with because yeah, like you didn't know when he was going to stop working and that thing is life size mm-hmm. and which is blows my mind that they spent the money to make that. Well, and then oh. they sent it down onto the glass. Yeah. And, and it wasn't supposed to break the way it did. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I know. And those kids' reactions are real because, oh, a giant monster is like literally about to crush them. Yeah. Um, Insane. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, we said, I say, I know we said in our, our podcast the last time uh, that I, I planted my flag and said the T Rex escape scene is the best monster movie in theaters or like in, in movies. Yeah. I don't know if you uh, agree or disagree with that statement, Harry. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, just the fact that they went practical for so much of those effects, uh, we would never see that anymore. A, a studio would never sign off on that. It would be too much money. Let's just put it in a computer. And, you know, visual effects, as good as they are today, it's just not the same. Um, and you can you can see the difference. Yeah. And I yeah. say, I know, I think one of the key parts of that scene specifically is there's parts where th- there's even in the same shots where it's like there's I'm thinking of the part where um you see you're in uh, Grant and Malcolm's car and you see behind them there's the puppet T-Red T-Rex head it comes out of frame and then it as a CG character then it starts walking towards the other car mm-hmm. and like it's just something you it because they're working to the two effects are working together you see the real thing you know it's there you know it's real your brain just keeps moving along with it and it's just like wow it's so like it's like the magic of movies not to be too corny and then you know you can compare it to something that happened like years later with godzilla and like it doesn't look like anything's touching the character and it's it never feels different. like it's actually there it's or always a different presence. scale like it's yeah. constantly shifting mm-hmm. like it just looks bad and that came like it should have learned effects like learned lessons from this movie 
Yeah. You know, and not to bring it back to Jaws, but I think like that's why something like Jaws still holds up, even though that shark looked terrible when they like finally took it out of the water. It's just the physical thing, the physical presence of something being there for the actors to work off of. It, it, it makes all the difference in the world versus, you know, watching the newer Jurassic Park movies today and just like, oh, that's just a computer. It's, it's just digitally inserted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, poor Bruce. Don't body shame him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize to Bruce. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I know they were cursing Bruce's name on that set. That's the thing. It, it, it's like the. It's funny. It's the same kind of story where like it never worked. Yeah, right. I remember. I think I read like it's like, I think there's only dinosaurs in this movie. Like the first movie for like six minutes, or maybe it's just CGI. Something really incredibly small and like, but it's, it's used in such a way that it's so effective. Mm. You know. The other thing I really liked about this first movie is they took the time out. Yes, it, it does like run into the uh, running away from monsters. It does t- kind of, you know, turn into a threat. The dinosaurs do turn into a threat, but they take the time to try to teach you about the dinosaurs and what makes them different and, you know, what's going on. Like I think about the scene where uh, Grant and the kids are um, in the, uh, the open field and uh, the Gallimimus are about to change direction. And, you know, he's trying to teach the kids, even though they're like in a moment where they may get stomped on, (laughs) he's trying to teach the kids about how they work as a pack and and how that all works. And, and, you know, there's little moments like that, um, the Grant and the kids in the tree too, where they're feeding the the Rockiosaurus, where it's like, these are great moments just to teach people about dinosaurs. And we don't get that anymore. We don't really get it in the sequels. Um, just a, a chance for the audience to take their breath and learn something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it shows that they're not just like mindless monsters; they're animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I appreciate that too. Also, you know, I mean, I guess this is like it's era versus now, but like it's not like constant breakneck breakneck pace. Like we're able to slow down with the brachiosaur scene, and like it's kind of take in the world a little bit. And like, mm-hmm. wow, this would be really cool if this was real and not just like, oh my God, there's a, you know, T-Rex is chasing me for like, that's one of the things I don't like about the book is like the T-Rex is like a psychopath mm. and like only wants to kill them even when it's like eaten like a whole, it's got whole other like dinosaurs that are dead around it. It's just like, oh, we woke up and I'm going to chase you down the river now. It seems like so much more work than is what's necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, to go off the the whole teaching aspect too, like one of the, the scene well the beginning scene where he's you know grant's talking about the the raptor claw and you're you're being eaten before you're even hitting the ground like that that scene yeah (laughs) Ooh, it just it sets up the whole story so well and the the tension so well and uh oh i just remember that kitchen scene with the two raptors coming in after the kids it's like the most tense scene especially because it was like the kids too you know yes and just them like trying to sneak through. It's not them running like fast paced. It's it's that quiet, tense moment. Oh, and this you see the raptors working together too. So yeah, communicating yeah. with yeah. each other. Ooh, yeah. they're smart. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And then I don't know about you guys, but like my like 
brother instincts were like kicking in like crazy in that scene because it's you know siblings so I'm like oh my god what would i do with my brother there and like uh and like what what a good job that first movie does to set to make you care about those characters i mean how many you know godzilla movies and things do you see and you're like oh god i don't want to see the humans i just want to see the monsters of the creatures but like you care about those kids in that kitchen scene yeah, I don't think there's a monster movie where I legitimately care about any of the humans. Right? <laughs> I guess I guess you could argue in King Kong, but you know, um, like the the coolest you know Godzilla movie with the the human characters is Final Wars, but like you like it and like is that it's nonstop like schlock, you know, when they're not fighting monsters, they're like kung fu fighting like space aliens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't actually care about those characters. I can't tell you their names. There's a guy that looks like Sergeant Slaughter. That's all I remember. <laughs> <clears throat> but it's because the movie takes the time in the beginning to set them up and give them backgrounds and give them wants and needs and you know that that same conversation with grant and the little kid it's like that's also telling you that grant has this this phobia about little kids and you know ellie kind of makes fun of him about it later so yeah. it, it's just great in, in that regard that it, it builds up its human characters and makes you care about them yeah, yeah. For sure. i believe michael Crichton at least wrote, wrote one of the drafts of the script if he didn't write the whole thing um, so that probably helps that you could literally have the authorial stamp of the author uh, that it's based on. Obviously, they changed a lot of those characters. Like in the book, Grant loves kids because he loved because kids love dinosaurs. Um, so like that's obviously something they changed up for that. They changed the ages of the kids. Really, in the book, um, Lex is super useless. She's like four. <laughs> yeah. um, but I know I know Spielberg cast. Um, her actress because she had the best scream so like well you know whatever this so they split up some of the the kid qualities between the two of them and i think it makes it a stronger uh thing so they both have something they can contribute you know um tim with his like dinosaur nerdiness and then she's got the computer whiz stuff um he's a hacker yeah that it's not the 90s without mentioning being a hacker <laughs> You know, but other than some stuff like that and like Newman being there, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, oh, rela- it's fairly timeless. Yeah. Like other than some like the old computer monitors and stuff, but like once you're in, get to that part though, I don't know. I feel like, again, maybe I just can't be objective, but like, I feel like once, cause there's so much like weird, like futuristic science around that stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like it kind of doesn't bother me. Is it like like it doesn't stick out, you know? It's yeah, like someone's it's... like flipping out like a flip phone, <laughs> and you know I gotta send you know an H an SMS text or something, <laughs> you know? It, it, yeah, I, yeah, it's got a weird timeless quality to it that like it doesn't feel like the '90s in it. You know what I mean? No, absolutely not. And there's a lot of things. There's there's things that are wrong with the the film. Not to you know we're not like comparing it to the book or anything like that. But oh, there's so the many lifespans. Yeah. The, the, the egg hand thing like disappears in between shots yeah <laughs> um the the t-rex steps off his enclosure to, to mess with the cars and then suddenly the car is pushed over a cliff where the t-rex just stepped off of yeah it's absolutely no sense but you don't care you truly don't care it's just so exciting at the moment like oh my gosh yeah. um but yeah no there's they make so many weird decisions like that when they're moving the raptor in the beginning it's like the worst thing and way to do it in the world why wasn't it a already tranked we already have zoo things for like transporting big dangerous animals they're not doing anything remotely related to that yeah and, and again using real world zoos like 
why aren't the why isn't the t-rex below ground level you know like yeah. again we have that stuff with dangerous animals now mm-hmm. granted yeah. nowhere near as big as dinosaurs but i know that's a point they make in the books where like they don't really know what they're doing with these animals because nobody knows what they like eat and nobody knows like how long they live mm-hmm. by all yeah. means open a park yeah <laughs> yeah and bring tourists in. yeah <laughs> Yeah, because again, the, the book it's 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 really a big scam. Um, but they do mention in the book, like, hey, listen, we don't have to make them dangerous. We can make them slow and dumb. You know, we can we we control their DNA. We can do whatever we want. Again, because the book's all about a lot of hubris. So, I don't know. Granted, cloning a dinosaur's got to be hard enough to begin with because it's not possible in real life. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Give him the chance. Yeah. <laughs> Get <him> closer. <laughs> would, all right. So would you guys go to a Jurassic Park, even knowing that there's a chance that a tropical storm can roll through, knock out the power, and we have to, like, run for your lives? Would you try? Like, would you sign that waiver? I can't say I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I would have to, just to, you know, just to be a part of it, to see it with my own eyes, to, to see living breathing dinosaurs yeah i think i think i would have to i i would i wouldn't be the first yeah um i would wait you know so <laughs> the, the kinks worked out um but yeah i think i my initial response was hell no because i yeah. saw the movie yeah uh it depends it truly does yeah i would i would wait it out a little bit you know give it a couple years i know um in the wake of this movie in the 90s like uh Harry, you might remember this place, uh, but remember there was a place I can't remember what the park was called. But in Wildwood on the boardwalk, they had like a dinosaur themed theme park. After this, mm, I don't, um, I don't remember the name of it. I used to try to go to it like every summer as much as we could, because uh, you know that's only like about an hour or so from where we live. Mm-hmm. But um, I just remember like like that alone was cool enough that like they didn't they had they had like a minecart ride where it's like animatronic dinosaurs like escaped. And like it was sort of a little bit like it was like a dry version of the Jurassic Park ride because there was a big T Rex at the end of it. Mm. Um, but I remember like just that stuff alone was like enough to get me like I got to go there all the time. I can only imagine <laughs> if it was real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it'd be a little more scary, you know? <laughs> potentially, yes. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think of the sequels? So I, I think they gradually lose their luster as they try to repeat the formula. Um, like I said before, I think they, they gave up on trying to teach people things about dinosaurs or, or you know, push. The, I mean, to, to their credit, I think the second and the third one did try to push like a new dinosaur or a new fa- uh, feature about a dinosaur. But in, in the end, it just kind of devolves into a monster movie, you know, run away from the monster. The monster decides to kill everybody. And and that's just not as interesting to me as the, the first one. I agree. I think the quieter moments and the, the humor and the charm is lost a little bit. I think, yeah, it's just what kind of dinosaur can we mix in there? Like bigger baddie, you know, bigger um bigger scene like it was just kind of like i gotta top this i gotta top this next one gotta top this next one like it was just yeah it was a monster movie i mean the second one's got two (laughs) t-rexes yeah Yeah. Yeah. um 
I like the Lost World. I like the book a lot more. I like the book. I think I like the Lost World book more than the first book. Um, because it loses a lot, even though Malcolm's the main character, even though he died in the first one. Um <laughs> he he has a lot less, there's a lot less of that endless monologuing. It's like kind of a more fun adventure type mm -hmm. uh story. Um I kind of like the adventure elements in the movie. Um it's controversial, but like I love the San Diego ending. Erex <laughs> rampaging around. It's at least Godzilla light. At least it's visually different from all of the other movies. The, other, the first five movies now they're obviously off the mainland but we haven't gotten that one as of the time there's recording right like i i don't know it, I it makes it cool. sense for the yeah. story too i mean why ship people all the way down there if you can just bring the experience here i mean it, it makes sense in that narrative world and i mean the reason that they didn't is because if something went bad like they wouldn't contaminate the ecosystem but the first book starts with like copies and raptors are already off the island yeah they there, already so. broke containment um, but no, th there's a couple of scenes in the Lost World that I remember, you know, vividly. And and the first one is that when they took those trailers and they got they started getting bashed off the cliff and they were hanging and trying to like climb and and keep hold of it. I think that scene was was amazing. Like I, yeah. I just oh. love that scene. One of my favorite scenes too. It's also just almost verbatim from the book. It's one of the best scenes in the book too. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, the um, first page was in the book too from that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um they yeah, say they also were like they also the, the book had more interesting raptor stuff. It also had like uh Carnotaurus that was basically like half uh chameleon because it was like changing color and like stalking in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. which was pretty exciting. Um I said there, there's a lot of, I I think the book's worth checking out if anyone hasn't read it. Um I know it was kind of written as like a slap job. They were like, Hey, uh, Michael Crichton, there's money to be made. Write a book so we can write a movie. Um so I, and I know the reason they brought Malcolm back is just because of like, hey, we can get Jeff Goldblum to come back. So, yeah, even though you killed him in the first book, he's back. He just has a limp now. <laughs> yeah. Um, in another scene that I'm thinking about uh, is the scene where they're running away from, or they're they're actually just like moving camp in the middle of the night, and the raptors are following them, but you don't see the raptors. You just see trails in the in overgrowth, the grass, and yeah. then you just see the tails, and it's like that. That scared me, you know, as a kid watching well, that because it's, it's, it's what it's you horrifying. don't see that scarier, yes. yeah, the jaws thing, and that's also a much cheaper effect. You can just have a tail on a stick and wiggle it around. Keep it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like once they started like just showing the dinosaurs all the time you lose that effect the the tent scene too got me when mm. the, the ladies are sleeping and the, yeah ooh, that the t-rex's that, heads there yeah yeah it comes in and just the absolute terror i, I can't remember the the actress's um the daughter uh the terror on her face oh when that massive things coming in like oh that's true terror like i wonder if they knew the stories about how it could just fall apart and just crush yeah. them <laughs> yeah uh, ooh. Oof. where do you guys think those big animatronics went like where do you store that well they weren't built to last yeah uh, oh, i'm sure that the, they all deteriorated but like they still have their robotic skeleton yeah like, all that stuff like i know most of stan winston's stuff like went to like his studio like you can go there and like see terminators and things yeah it probably got repurposed uh just, for things so. i guess you just probably it's just for storage reasons because there's like the t-rex one's so big you probably just break it apart yeah immediately that's sad. That would have been really cool to see in a museum, like a movie museum somewhere. Yeah. I've heard you can go to a real museum and see real T-Rex skeletons, but. 
Who yeah. wants to see that? I mean, want to see the robot? I want to see the one that was on T. You know, the one that's famous. <laughs> yeah, they they have tried to do traveling shows with dinosaur animatronics, which are kind of neat, but uh, it's not the same. Like you said, Scott. It's... Yeah, I mean, I've seen Jurassic Park live. You know, uh, it's pretty cool. Like, but it's like mostly dudes in costumes and stuff. Um, but it's it's neat. Um, or maybe it was Walking with Dinosaurs one, but it's like the same kind of costumes they use where like, you know, they'll have like a big T-Rex, but it's like on wheels, you know, so it doesn't actually like walk around, you know, on its own. Um, but I don't know, like that. Yeah, I guess I would go to a real Jurassic Park just because seeing that alone is like really cool. It's like, wow, it's so big. Yeah. Um, you squint and you're like, all right, I'm really there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a really big screen. But yeah, well, like the Spinosaurus in three is another example. Like, I think it's way more fascinating what we know about it in real life now, where like it's this mostly semi aquatic creature. I'm like, man, that would be really cool in like a new scene where instead of maybe the T Rex doing the river scene, it's like, oh, this giant, even bigger like sea monster essentially is kind of coming at you. And I know they sort of teased that a little bit in three, mm-hmm. when like at the end, you know, they're fighting it in the river. But, I'll talk yeah. About- that phone ring is ruined for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I, it's, it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that movie just kind of doesn't pretend to not be a dumb monster movie. And it's 90 minutes, so you're kind of in and out. So I, I think it's not super offensive. Like, in, it's nowhere near as good as the other Jurassic Park movies. But, like, yeah, like we're saying, I keep getting diminishing returns. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that's not the last we're going to see of Alan Grant. You know, I hope that he's used effectively in in whatever we get next, but I'm glad that that's not the last chapter of Grant. Yeah. I remember a lot of people really upset that like him and Ellie didn't get together. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's kind of realistic. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. didn't bother me. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of convenient that she's married to a guy that can send the entire military to save them. (laughs) Like, like, like within hours in a foreign country they probably have like you know it's a code jurassic at this point like they're just ready to go (laughs) they Um, know what's going on what do you guys think of world and like the new direction they're going because i loved jurassic world when it first came out but like in retrospect i kind of like it's lost a lot of its luster for me Mm, i mean it was it was fine it was another monster movie um i don't know i i I love that's blue, right? That's the yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blue's right. the one that survives. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did like that aspect, the the raptors. Um, I mean, I saw that first trailer, and I'm like, oh, okay, it makes some sense that they might do like some behavioral, mild training, like you can do that with wolves and stuff in real mm-hmm. life. But then at the end, when like Chris Pratt's on a motorcycle and he's running raptors, it was like, sold. <laughs> in, like, in like a dumb schlocky way i'm like that's the kind of thing i want to see in a movie i'm like oh man him teaming up to fight a big, a big movie monster i'm like all right like i don't really look at it even as like a jurassic park movie at that point because like mm-hmm. i don't really care about showing them as animals because then at the end like a velociraptor and a t-rex are like double teaming this like horrible up. movie monster I'm like yeah oh, yes yeah, it's awesome and it's funny because like it's so meta right because it's like oh you know kids they don't want to just see dinosaurs they want to see more teeth and you know all these abilities and things like that and they're trying to make i think a statement on you know hollywood blockbusters oh yeah dinosaurs aren't special anymore yeah and and i I like chris pratt's like reactions like how it's a dinosaur how much cooler does it need to be you know 
Um, but it kind of falls under that same weight, though, the movie itself, because it, it falls into just being a big CGI schlock fest with more teeth yeah. and, and big battles. And, you know, and, and in this case, like, I didn't care about those kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah <who> cares? <laughs> I forgot they, there they, was kids. I, yeah. I was literally going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're awful. Like, they, they're terrible to their babysitter. They, like, lose her. And then she gets, like, this really violent, like, Jurassic Park death that's usually reserved for, like, a villain where she's, like, yeah, it's, apart. It's and... really undeserved oh. and over the top. Like, five oh. animal, like five animals get their shot at killing her at once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, it annoyed me that she never took her shoes off. Uh, the whole thing, it was running in heels. Girl, just kick them off. Um, but yeah, I've only seen that one once and I saw it in the theaters and I thought it was a good popcorn movie. Yeah. However, I just, I, I was a big fan of Chris Pratt. Love myself some Parks and Rec. I mean, oh, you're in good company. Yes. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm here for it. But yeah, it was just, it didn't. It didn't have that charm that yeah. the the first one had. Yeah, they were just two dimensional movie characters. Uh, uptight businesswoman, uh, smarmy, Han Solo ish kind of man, action man. Yeah. And yeah. then there's like evil scientist and like military guy. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, all right. I mean, I don't, for that story, I don't really care. But I, I, mean, I, I, I would have been an interesting angle if they played more of the theme park stuff. Like maybe yeah. they do something from Jurassic Park, the game where like they have to escape like some smaller dinosaurs on like on a roller coaster, you know, like they could do something fun. That was my favorite elements of a world is, is seeing the park in action, in operation. And, you know, narratively it made sense. Like some business saw that there's money to be made here and they were like, yeah, we, we can do this. We can do this better. And it blows up in their face too. But you know, a lot of people were saying like, oh, how, how unrealistic, you know, nobody would be that stupid to open a theme park and nobody would be that stupid to go to it, you know, if they knew what happened. And it's it would like, have been no. more realistic for them not to try again. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've lived through 2020. We know how stupid people can be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now I've There's seen a good five... Instagram photo. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. Now, I've, now right. I've seen five instances of these movies and I'm still like, I think I would go. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, well, you some people like get into tiger cages to take selfies and stuff. You don't think people mm -hmm. would do that with raptors? Oh, God. They could, like, ugh. it's kind of depressing that we're talking about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> And you know the other thing I liked about World was um, they they did do kind of the nostalgic uh, throwback to fans where they they visited some of the the old like decrepit visitor center and you know they found the old jeeps in the garage and i was like oh you know that's it's nice i i, I appreciated those throwbacks i know they were tip they were just thrown in there for nostalgia yeah they're just there um, for that I, fan I was, service i did feel want to watch the movie when the indominus rex is in the lobby you know i was doing the, the harry potter meme where it's like how dare you stand where he stood <laughs> um because that that end shot with the t-rex after like saving them from the raptors and just like smashing them into the the skeleton, like oh my god, the, the banner falls down. It's like that's like the coolest thing in that ever. Like because that was you're so tense, like them barely escaping the raptors for like you know 15 minutes, and all of a sudden like bam, the yeah. T Rex is the coolest part anyway. And uh, you know just it comes back. You get to see it one last time. It inadvertently is the hero. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say like this did bother me when I watched the movie and this is like the smallest of small things is that one guy in like the control center with his Jurassic Park t-shirt mm. like the original park was legit. I'm like, hey, you were never there. <laughs> um, B, 
I would have fired him on the spot. I'm like, people died. That is yeah. so disrespectful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, so that's what all I was thinking during like that original scene with him. I'm like, oh man, I get it. You're being meta or whatever, but I was like, I, it's weird that that part took me out more than like any of the dinosaur stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they they were talking to the audience, not the people who lived through it. So yeah, so, yeah you got you got to stay in the story. You can't pull us out that way. But, yeah, and, yeah. I th and I think all that meta stuff and like the intentional nods and its soft rebooting nature, I think I really hurt it in the long run. Like I don't really care to revisit it. Um, but in the in the moment, I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, not think the same thing for Fallen Kingdom. No uh this was i i feel like this is one of the worst movies i've ever seen in the movie theater and didn't walk out it was just i i did not care for it um i say i've only walked out of one movie uh and that was dumb and dumber too uh and i it's a long story i knew i wasn't i knew that movie was going to be bad but i took my dad he was so dying to see it. i'm like it's gonna suck there's no way it's gonna be good and it was like we went like 15 minutes in and we're like we got i can't be here mm. this is so mind-bogglingly stupid and like bad i but yeah i i think fallen kingdom might have been cool if it did just the escape the exploding island thing mm -hmm. or the dinosaurs like in the mansion thing but i don't think doing both i think made them both suck yeah and you know i i will give it this the one scene of them pulling away uh on the boat while the 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 brachiosaurus is left on the island while it's blowing up is is affecting like that is an emotional scene um and it's really well done but other than that it's just it feels like another generic just monster movie and you just don't care about the characters i i can't even like tell you some of their motivations or like what they were doing it's just oh my God. it's Those, so bad the one sidekick just screaming constantly i'm like mm -hmm. oh god yeah the retcon of bringing in like John Hammond's old business partner from nowhere. I, that's just a mess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. At least I guess it was just to get dinosaurs on the mainland so they can tell the story they really wanted to tell, which is the next movie, you know, Dominion, which should have been out by now, but you know, 2020 being what it was maybe this summer. I don't know if it's got a date or anything now, but uh, yeah, I just remember being really disappointed because I did like, I didn't hate Jurassic World, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and and like the science nerd in me was really annoyed when they were like, "We need a blood transfusion for Blue. We can just get it from any theropod." Like that's not how it works. <laughs> Even though these are like made up monsters, like, mm -hmm. yeah, you can't just put from completely different species from completely different genus and families. Mm -hmm. Even though they're dinosaurs, it's like you know like i don't know i did like the auction scene though because i also feel like that would be something that would happen where yeah i'm surprised they didn't just get those dinosaurs didn't just get taken away you know oh. in the intervening years anyway by rival nations or whatever but oh yeah no a, a that stuff would have happened a lot sooner um yeah. and b the thing that was most unrealistic about that scene for me is they were going for so little money <laughs> they were going for like 10 yes. million dollars for like yeah. an ankylosaur i'm like you kidding me yeah yeah these things are like one of a kind <laughs> yeah so, I don't know what people want to do with them, but like, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to own an Allosaurus, but like, what are you going to do with it? Oh, you need like three of them? Yeah, like, <laughs> just feeding it alone would be insane. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess 
pharmaceutical companies are going to make medicine out of them. I, I don't really understand like a lot. Like I can understand like maybe making like a hunting preserve and charting those big game hunters that go to Africa and kill everything. You can go like, you can go hunt. Like in the second movie, you're like, oh, I can hunt the T-Rex. Right. You know, as my trophy. Yeah. And then the ending is, is so tonally weird too, um, where, you know, the little girl releases them all into the, into the world into into america and like the music is swelling and like i i was sitting in the theater i'm like are we supposed to feel feel good i mean i I, i'm happy the dinosaurs lived but now they're gonna cause untold death because they show that there's a town not too far away i'm like right killed everybody there right the velociraptor is like looking out over the town and like it's like happy music and we roll the credits (laughs) and i'm like someone is gonna die yeah, <laughs> yeah lots of people are gonna die. lots like, of someone yeah it's like oh blue's their friend it won't hurt them but it's like it doesn't care about anyone else it killed a bunch of people in the first movie <laughs> like yeah yeah i like think it was like this is kind of horrifying <laughs> right <laughs> but that might be an you know that's an interesting direction to if you're going to give us another movie that's at least different yeah uh, I, yeah i just it was dumb they brought the uh, human cloning and like Mm-hmm. nobody's like really that like everyone's kind of nonplussed about it I'm like oh that's like horrifically like ethically like challenging but then i guess they do have a, a dinosaur running around their house trying to murder them so <laughs> you know. there were other priorities going on is it? yeah <laughs> see that's what i think like if you had one if they focused on one of the first two movies because it's like two movies just smashed together yeah i think mm-hmm. if they focused on one it would have been better i have a similar feeling on thor ragnarok it's like you pick one of the pick one lane mm-hmm. and like fully explore it versus like kind of shallow oh. diving into two you know where world was a reboot of the first Jurassic park it felt like this was trying to be a reboot of the lost world with you know you had your first sequence where they're in the uh, in the island and trying to wreckage the dinosaurs and then you had you know oops we brought them back to the mainland that was a big mistake and you know they kind of failed on both ends <laughs> to, yeah to to do that so so yeah i don't know are you guys looking forward to the new one? Just uh, go ahead, Kaylin. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I mean, I I am, and I'm, and I, I'm curious to see if they can make amends. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm always for more dinosaurs. It's just yeah, it's just I think they're chasing that first one, trying to you know recreate that, and I just don't think they can ever successfully do so i don't know i'm i'm curious to see if they can get close to doing it so yeah i'll, I'll see it for sure yeah and I, i'm in it for the characters i mean i i want to see especially they're bringing back the original trio and grant and, and ellie and malcolm and i just i know that they hyped up malcolm being in forbidden kingdom or fallen kingdom or, or whatever and it was essentially a cameo like he had like a couple lines of dialogue that were already in the trailer it wasn't really a big deal so i'm hoping that that's not the case for this movie i think that they're supposed to have a more significant role um but you know i care about those guys and i want to see what they're up to and how they're going to help you know get through this situation so I, I don't i'm in it for them you say i'm in it for i'm just into dumb schlock and monsters and dinosaurs i kind of i don't think this is the way they're going to go with it but like now that they're on the main like you know dinosaurs and humanity are like thrown back into the mix I kind of want to see like a post-apocalyptic dinosaur like wasteland like kind of movie where like people are just barely surviving maybe they have like one really big walled off city i don't know i it, i think just go completely wild with it that last movie like opened the floodgates for stupid and i think just i think just ride it i think yeah. just fully embrace it and i don't 
don't try to make a good movie. Just make it as fun and exciting. You want people with spears riding the rafters, right? I want basically um, dino riders. Like that's kind of what I was hoping when they were doing like the military thing. Like, oh man, maybe they put like guns and stuff on the triceratops and people will be riding them into battle. Like all of this really dumb things. I'm like, all right, I'm, I like dumb monster movie schlockiness. I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm so far removed from like the magic of Jurassic Park at this mm-hmm. point that like I, I just don't care. It's an excuse to have a big budget dinosaur like action schlock movie. Yeah. 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 So, true. Yeah. So I'm yeah, down. One of you play Ark. I tried getting into it. I'm not really into like first person games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed it too. Yeah, no, it was just, it's interesting. You know, they, they made their raptors, the Jurassic Park raptors. They knew that they were small and had feathers, but they honored Jurassic Park. Um, because they're like, oh, our audience will accept the, the, the real raptor. So I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, I, I enjoy it for it being a dumb game and just yeah. dinosaurs. And you get to ride the dinosaurs. and Oh, you, nice. Yeah build, yeah, build things on the dinosaurs. So yeah, it's... Oh, no. I, I, I like so many games that are clearly inspired by Jurassic Park. Like, I'm really excited for Prehistoric Kingdom that's coming out. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. basically like a zoo tycoon like game, but, you know, with prehistoric animals. Because it's not just dinosaurs. They also have like, you know, like woolly mammoths and rhinos and stuff and like saber-toothed cats and things. Mm-hmm. Um, How was the Jurassic Park, the game that came out where you were managing the park? I like I like Jurassic Park Evolution or Jurassic yeah. World Evolution. Um, I streamed the Jurassic Park expansion on the YouTube channel. Um, so if you want to watch that, the pro- but you, when watching that, you'll see what the fundamental problem with is with it, where like the moment to moment gameplay loop mm. kind of slow. And like, so it's just a lot of just kind of sitting around waiting for stuff to get done. Mm. But it's fun to play around with uh, the sandbox and stuff. And now the modding community, now that they've kind of stopped making the game, now the modding community is like one wild with it. And you have all kinds of crazy things happening. I've seen so much weird stuff now. <laughs> hmm. Which can make or break the game. <laughs> yeah, but the, the base game, like, you know, with all of the DLC and stuff, it's like, what, like, oh, it's like 60 plus dinosaurs. It's like everything that's been on any of the, in any of the movies, I think almost all of the things that are mentioned in the books, there's stuff from like the various video games. Like basically they touched everything that is in the, like the greatest, you know, the big Jurassic Park canon is kind of in it now. That's cool. Um, which is cool and especially cool that they added the Jurassic Park expansion to it so you can play with like those assets and then they added all of the like Velociraptor and T-Rex skins and stuff from that because that was one of the things that sucked about is like the Velociraptor had like no interesting skins but now you can play every version of it that ever existed mm-hmm. including the ones with like quills and stuff that's cool um, I uh, when I was younger there was a Sega CD Jurassic Park game that was really really cool and it, very scary it scared the crap out of me because it was first person perspective and uh it was sort of like doom style like you had to kind of go around and collect uh eggs out of nests uh and bring them back to the visitor center to, to incubate them but they did a really good job of replicating the, the layout of the island uh from the first movie and I think the storyline is your your grant, but the the helicopter crashed at the end of Jurassic Park, killing everyone else on the helicopter except for you. And now you have to go collect these eggs and wait for InGen to come and save you. So it was like, wow, what a terrible day, you know, for poor Dr. Grant. But 
forgot about that game. Right. I can't remember what it's called, but I do know what you're talking about. There's a lot of um, full motion video because um, you have like video calls with uh, the narrator of the game telling you like what to do and, and where to go. And you're on a timer uh, because the rival company, Biosyn, they're coming in and they're going to shoot you if they find you. Um, but a, a T-Rex come like come. Yeah, so the, the scary thing about this game is like the dinosaurs are in different areas of the island depending on the time of the day and where you are and you have to like sneak around them to get their eggs. But if they kill you, the whole screen turns to black and you just listen to how they're killing you. So like you could get gorged, you could get, you know, eaten and you hear like the bones crunching and stuff. And so as a little kid, like I was freaking out about this game. Yeah. Apparently oh it's God. just called Jurassic Park. I might be thinking of a different game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jurassic Park. I don't know if it came out for anything other than the Sega CD, but uh, that was that was what my dad and I were teaming up to play it. And uh, I think I, I messed up his save file because I was playing it and I wasn't making any progress and we ran out of time. So it restarted all over again. Dude, for the NES, like when I got my NES, uh, we just got it out of a, a newspaper ad. Someone was just selling it in all their games. There's only one game I got after the fact. I begged my parents for Jurassic Park. So much. So I guess they were making NES games for a while. The Super Nintendo had already been out for two years. Um, but I got that and it's like such a bad game. I was so disappointed. <laughs> but I own it and I still have my original copy from when I was a kid. Oh, nice. um, it's got like a Velociraptor that's barely visible on the cover. But I remember <laughs> when the 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 Sega uh, Sega Genesis one came out hmm. and you could play as a Velociraptor and a blue. I was like, I have to have this immediately. <laughs> Um, and I didn't even know about Rampage Edition until we had the store, because um, mm. I didn't know anyone that had it, you know, growing up. Mm -hmm. I wish that was the version I had. It's way more fun. Um, the uh, PlayStation Store has some of the Sega games available, I hope. I wonder oh, really? if one of them. Yeah. We that would got, be cool. Yeah. They're bringing them back. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I loved all the like spinoff stories with the uh, canister, the the, uh, the embryos and the... Uh, the Gillette canister mm -hmm. and how many how that spun off so many different stories like there was a telltale game uh that used that as like the, the main narrative focus and, yeah. and a bunch of other things too yeah the telltale game was fun well you know I know Spielberg said that that was originally like going to be the hook for a sequel he left that in as, as potential for excuse me to leave the door open potentially for a sequel like you know like people trying to come back and getting the embryos mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. But, you know, they put a time limit on it. I think it was like, what, 78 hours or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so there was always like a ticking clock on it. I like in the the Telltale game, which is specifically about Biosyn hiring someone to go get that um, after Nedry doesn't show up. Like they have to refill it so that way there's more time. Mm. But like it was yeah. fun. Um, you know, it's a point and click adventure game, so it's not overly exciting, but, you know, as far as like gameplay goes, but it, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, get more, get more story. Get more exactly. story. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like watching just like a like a mini animated movie that you're sort of interacting with. Mm -hmm. Have either of you played the board game yet? The Ravensburger board game came out. I haven't played a new one. I played like the Lost World one back in the day. Mm. The, there was one that came out a couple of years ago where you uh, you can play as the humans, and then you can also play uh, another player plays as the dinosaurs. And um, it's one of those sort of um, unbalanced kind of games where like synchronous. Yes, yeah, yeah. And um, it's really what's really neat is they give you the characters in the movie, and they all have different attributes depending on 
who they are and you know they they tried to match them up with their movie characteristics but you could be like the kids and you know they're not as useful as uh the scientists uh in the movie but um also all the dinosaurs had different abilities uh but if you if you haven't seen it uh definitely check it out. i think it's called like jurassic park uh danger or something like that hmm. it's, it's a ravensburger game yeah Wait, okay i'm gonna write that down actually yeah Keep an eye out for that. I hope we can get to the point where we can play video or play board games with each other again. Right? <laughs> that would be nice. It's not anyway. Jurassic Park related, but I just got the Stardew Valley one. I'm like desperate to play it. Ah, very uh, cool. Oh, speaking of Jurassic Park and video games, we'll get into this in our next episode because we're going to be looking back at the one year of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm -hmm. But my island's Isla Nublar. Um, and I've sort of tried to theme it after Jurassic Park as much as possible. Because as soon as in the trailer, I was like, oh, we put stuff outside. They showed them putting like a dinosaur outside. I was like, all right, that's it. That's what I'm doing. So that I'm was so much fun. Much theme, I'm trying to add as much theme parky stuff as we can. I just started a third house on there so I can have like a resort hotel. Nice. Um, they just updated the game today with the, you can make like a cut, like custom standees. So your character can walk behind and put their face on it. I'm doing one where your uh, body is a velociraptor. Uh, one where you're riding a triceratops. I think I'm gonna have one where like a T-Rex is like eating you, so you can be like, "Oh no!" You know, <laughs> I have a little photo op area now. Nice. Um, I'm really, I don't know. It's fun how I can keep finding more ways to incorporate like Jurassic Park elements into it. And then I still have all my Halloween decorations up, so it's not completely, you know. <laughs> that that was so much fun because I remember Scott when you were trying to collect your exhibits and uh, you had skeletons you had like there. a running list and it was like I felt like a real life Alan Grant because I was digging in my game trying to find your fossils for you. Yeah, I was like, do you have this? Do you have this? So well, it's Animal Crossing, so the first one has to go to Blather, so I have to get two of everything. You know, <laughs> that was fun. I'm only missing, I'm almost on my museum. I'm only missing like two fish, maybe like 10 bugs, but I'm missing like all the art because red never shows up. Mm. But that's a conversation for next week, uh, <laughs> next week's episode. Um, gonna have a couple of people on, including someone who's literally streamed that game every day for the past year. Wow. Yeah, so I play D&D &D with him when he has, the, uh, when he's not playing that. So this'll be, you know, that'll be a fun conversation as a, as a teaser for listeners, but I'm sure you guys don't care. Uh, who's on my, on the panel here um but yeah i mean guys got any other any other pieces of jurassic park we haven't touched on that you wanted to hit up um really we can talk about um the whole um oh my gosh what's her name um the girl the kid in jurassic park oh lex i forget the what? actress's name yeah Oh my gosh. Yeah. When she falls through the, the, um, the air vent and yeah. had to CG her face on there, her, her face on there on the stunt double's body. Yeah. Cause she I, looked up I, unexpectedly. Yeah. Slowed that part down to see the scene. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Like just amazing work. Yeah. Now <laughs> that I noticed it's like, Oh yeah, that's the body of a full grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so clearly not her. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, just, just stuff like that. Like, you know, movies, before that would just be like all right she looks up you know we'll just yeah, mm, whatever go on with our day but it's right there in the middle of the frame <laughs> yeah yeah she looks straight up yeah. yeah um oh god i saw I, that i had to see that at least five times that summer i must have seen that over the course of my life at least 20 times in theaters because they released it in 3d uh we used to do the retro movie nights and i think we did jurassic park like twice you I, did, I watched yeah. it i watched it as many times as we could um 
because as much just great as it is at home it's just something about that movie on it's like a perfect theater movie like yeah you know I, I don't think a lot of movies like i need to see them in theaters but like sometimes there's movies that like really benefit from that and maybe it's because i burned out my vhs copy watching it like on my old little tv you know <laughs> yeah i just want to see it huge you know yeah uh, I do want to give a shout out to the uh, the Universal ride. Um, definitely, if you're in California or Florida, I don't know if Japan has one, but I think um, Japan's got it too. Check it out. the The one in Florida though is head and shoulders above the other ones because they built out uh, Jurassic Park land in part of the Islands of Adventure. It's one of the islands, and it has a visitor center with replica uh, uh, skeletons. They do a show uh, in the basement of the visitor center with a live actor that uh, is doing basically the egg birthing sequence uh, with the guests, which is really cool. Um, and they have like a little uh, triceratops egg or something that they, they, it's like a puppet, but it, they have it interact with the guests. It's, it's really neat. Um, and that's yeah. on top of the rides that are there. The river adventure is awesome. Um, and then they're building uh, and about to open uh, the Velocicoaster, um, which I'm, I'm kind of curious about because it's a Jurassic World story, and it's it's basically taking you through when uh, the the motorcycle ride when they let the the Velociraptors out. You you are I think you're either one of the motorcyclists or you're a Velociraptor. I'm not quite sure where the story's <laughs> going, um, but they do have uh, they had Chris Pratt come back and reprise his role. Um, they also had uh, Bryce Dallas Howard come back and, and reprise her role. So there is like a storyline to it. Um, but the, the coaster looks awesome and uh, it looks really slick. I just, I don't know if that means the end of the Jurassic Park theming for the Florida area. Um, if that's the case, I'll be really sad because they did change over the one in California. Now it's just all Jurassic World themed, but theirs was much smaller. It was just the ride basically. So yeah, my understanding that it's, it's they're all going to be Jurassic World themed, which they're going to promote the movies. That's what the movies are right now. Um, I haven't been to that. Um, infamously, we talked about it in our theme park podcast last year. Uh, I've only been to Universal once. For uh, I was down in Florida to do a wedding at Disney World. And I was like, you know what? I'm in town. It was Halloween. They were doing Halloween Horror Nights and Ghostbusters was one of the houses. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to go there and do this. So I didn't do park. I didn't do Islands Adventure. I wanted. I was supposed to go last year. And then uh, a disease uh, ravaged the nation. Oh, what was that? Still, oh, yeah. Is still doing it. Uh, so about that. No. yeah no yeah it's not something a lot of people are talking about but no. you know they had to close up theme parks and stuff and even though they're like open back up now like personally i don't yeah it's a little safe going little touchy um at least not until the vaccines are more available i don't know how they are with you guys but uh you know it's been really hard to to schedule one mm -hmm. at the moment oh, yeah. but you know that's something i i, I really want to go there I, I really want to ride the ride, but like I don't I'm not a ride guy, which is why I've never been to these parks before. Mm. And I know there's a big drop at the end, and I don't want to like a whole ride. I'm going to be like dreading that moment. Like I wrote, yeah. Like, <laughs> they they design it. Yeah. They design it on uh, on purpose because you can see the drop from the ride uh, from the line, and so you know it's coming. Uh, the entire ride, you're like, oh my god, is this the drop? Is this the drop? And they play with you. Like they know that you know that it's coming. Yeah. I rode Pirates it's, of the Caribbean and there's a part where it drops like a foot and I freaked oh, out. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> yeah. So there's a T Rex head that comes out right uh -huh. when you're dropping. I know, and then you drop. Yeah. I know yeah, they changed the, the, the story. So it's like during Jurassic Park, like when the Indominus Rex gets out and that's where the chaos and stuff comes from. 
um but like uh, it depends on which version you're writing because uh the, the the florida version as of now is still the original is it, story is it still jurassic park yeah I thought they switched that over too Mm-mm, no they haven't put the new you know animatronics in or anything yet so it's still the original story uh, maybe um, i should try i should try to make but, an effort to get down there yeah. this year before that changes i know um a little off topic but i know we're making plans like whenever they open nintendo land mm. to go there yeah yeah that just opened in japan should be good <laughs> yeah i'm excited um yeah the, the other cool thing you know about the universal i'm not i'm gonna say this and then i'm done with universal but the the products that you see in the movie that were you know oh we have lunch boxes and t-shirts and all this stuff they they actually made those real products in that that land because it's not when you're in the different islands of adventure it's not you know islands of adventure park you're supposed to be like in jurassic park if it was a real place and and like everything from the plants that they used in that section to the the architecture it it all fits the movie and it's it's so cool um they, they did a really great job with it heck yeah yeah i miss it i want to go back yeah I miss i miss theme parks i just miss being <sighs> out in the world i know yeah well, the benefit is you have all this time to work on your comics now, right? Yay. <laughs> so that's how you had two Kickstarters in two years, you know? Yeah. It's been yeah. yeah, it's been good in that aspect. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm missing cons. I'm missing I'm just missing travel in general. And uh yeah, hopefully you know we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here. So Yeah. Um I know last year we talked a little bit about potential future stories for you were gonna have a Velociraptor join your party at one point. Right, yeah. He's gonna Ooh. do the uh, you know the the shotgun, you know, he's gonna be riding around and no. yeah. <laughs> he's the chief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a joke. It's not you, there's no be dinosaurs in my <laughs> yeah. no human dino hybrids. <laughs> oh yeah, yet. that was the original Jurassic Park four. Did you ever see the concept art from it? It's like, oh, oh God, good. what a terrible idea. Oh, yeah, that was that was a long, like, idea that they were trying to make work for a while, is dinosaur-human hybrids. It's like a big triceratops man with, like, a Barrett gun cannon arm. No. <laughs> yeah. Right? They're what? dinosaurs. How much cooler could they be? Why do you have to keep, you know, messing <laughs> yeah. with them? Yeah. Wow. No. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess anyway, I don't know if there's a conclusion to this, but Jurassic Park is a pretty good movie. <laughs> um, if you haven't, what's, what are you doing with your life? Stands the test of time. Yeah. Sure. Just like dinosaurs. Oh my God, it's all coming together. <laughs> um, I know a little bit of Jurassic Park trivia news as well. It's been announced now, but we're opening up a second location. I know internally, Harry, you've been referring to it as Site B. Uh, is La Sorna, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Because it's, you know, it, it's going to be bigger. We're going to have all kinds of stuff to do. And it's just like, you know, we're, we're we have Isla Nublar and now we have Isla Suna, uh, Sorna. So you're just as likely to die in both places. <laughs> I was leaving that part out of the ad, but yeah. Which, uh, speaking of, we're, you know, we're going to look into get some more pinball machines in there. I know that they, uh, they, they had this, when did the new Stern Jurassic Park one come out like two years ago? Yeah. About a year and a half, maybe two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't had and, uh, a chance to play that one. How is it? So Jurassic Park's had two uh, pinball machines. Uh, the first one's based off of the first movie, and it, it's pretty well-liked. It was uh, created by Data East, so it wasn't like a Bally Williams machine. So that kind of like gives it like one uh, demerit you know, already, because most people like the, the Bally Williams that created like the Addams Family and stuff like that. But um, 
in in terms of layout it's very similar to the adams family and it plays very similarly where like you it's a very mode based game that takes you through different scenes of the movie and the really cool feature is it has a uh, tyrannosaurus rex head that will come down and eat the ball and you know it starts multi-ball so um, that was something that we you really didn't see in a pinball machine before then and and really we haven't seen too much of that since um so when stern stern has the data east uh, licenses they decided they would reboot basically the Jurassic Park game and um, it's very similar similar layout um, but uh, a few more shots and plays pretty well you're you're trying to uh, you're trying to save all of the different dinosaurs from their paddocks um, and each dinosaur that you save gives you a different uh, feature or scoring bonus um, to your game so and you're building your way up to the tyrannosaur paddock which is kind of cool so yeah, and I know it pulls uh, dinosaurs from the sequels and stuff too, because isn't Spinosaurus in it? I think it might be uh, one of the one of the paddocks, which isn't really canon, but I mean, they... it's a pinball game. I'm fine. Yeah, Just but they they have a really great stuff. like yeah. Samuel L. Jackson sound alike doing quotes, and they have um, uh, somebody doing John Hammond, and um, I think they have uh, Nedry uh, uh, Wayne Knight is is the actor's name, but yeah. they have him doing uh, Nedry, and um, yeah, it, it's 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 a fun game. It's and a lot of pinball tournament players really like it because it's well balanced and there's a lot of strategy involved. So, yeah, I cool. know that's one of the ones that's like sort of on our radar. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. one day. Yeah, and also has a dinosaur that interacts with the ball. Now that's like on the more premium versions, but it's pretty neat to watch a T Rex eat your pinball and then throw it, you know, across the playfield, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, that's one of those random like ones where it's like kind of annoying. It's like, because yeah. the other one like eats it and then like, but like it like swallows it because it just goes down them. Mm hmm. Um, so that's just locks your ball for pinball. It's just kind of like how you mentioned Adam family, like thing coming in, you know, magnetically yep. grabbing your ball, yep. taking it away. Yeah. So um, a lot of, a lot of similarities, but it's, it's a fun, fun machine. Either one. Uh, the, the original is at Starcade in the Hamilton mall. If, if you ever wanted to check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah it's hard to find a good, yeah, it's hard to find a good example of it in public. So it's kind of cool that, that she has one. Cause, uh, I gave almost, I think 30, 30 plus years old now. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're old. Um, well, starting, you know, I don't want to end it on that depressing thought. <laughs> Grant, we'll, never be, we'll never be as old as the dinosaurs, but um, <laughs> thank God. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Unless you guys got anything else you want to do, I think we can start wrapping it up. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, make sure you check out, uh, you know, the Kickstarter for, for goodness sake, volume three, the penultimate episode. Um, or not, I guess not penultimate. Penultimate would have been the last one. This is the ultimate episode. Um, for um, rewards and stuff, you can get all three volumes now, right? As like yes. add-ons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can get the whole thing uh, right then and there. Um, really great art, uh, really interesting story. I don't know if you want to give us the quick elevator pitch. Yeah, so main character, his name is Thasher, and he is cursed. Uh, so every time he is um, rude to somebody, or somebody, you know, someone's scared of him or mad at him, he, to- he turns demonic. So it's all how people react to him. Um, so of course he's this full on demon boy um, who meets this hippie in a school bus named Rain. And so she's like, well, we can cure the curse by doing good deeds. And so he reluctantly goes along and uh, they travel the US doing good deeds, trying to break his curse. So for goodness sake. And if you need to be sold anymore, they have a very nice dog. Yes, co-pilot. So, yeah, there's a good, there's a good boy in it. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I love your art style. I'm glad, so glad you could come back for us. What did you describe it as? Gritty Disney. 
Yes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that phrase. I've been thinking about it for a year now. I'm like, oh man. That's because I, you know, we have a comic book store. I've been selling your books and that's kind of how I, I pitch your stuff to people. Nice. I think we still have uh, I think we still have a copy of Hope left. I think that's it. I got to get Plume back in stock. Um, obviously, you got to get For Good and Sake once, you know, uh, you get that finalized and printed we'll get some uh copies of that in the store i'm very excited to carry them yeah. um obviously you know we have a second location about to open up i'm going to need to fill it with books so we'll talk about talk to you about that uh, after when we get a little bit closer which knock on wood should be a little sooner than uh i think we might have been anticipating which is exciting um so lots of good things are happening um obviously stay tuned to this podcast i know last week i said this week we were going to do the snyder cut of justice league it came out the day before this episode is going out. It's four hours long. Not overly excited to watch it to begin with. And I already had the next couple of episodes uh, scheduled uh, with people's, uh, you know, with people's schedules. Maybe we'll go back to it. Um, but I, without having the day one, like people searching for things, I might not be super interested in revisiting it. But if you want us to hear, you want to hear us talk about that, please let me know in the comments of whatever version of this you're listening to. Um, so until next time, be safe out there. <laughs>